Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at FoxSportsRadio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Final hour of the week. We've got a little bit of a surprise set for my kids. They're going to be open, uh, waking up here in the next few minutes. And when they do, we're taking them to Universal Studios, probably also Disney World, For the next three or four days, we're flying down to Orlando. I'll be down there. I'll do the show Monday because there are a lot of games to react to. I'll do the show Monday from the hotel. Jason Martin is sitting in, and then I will be out for much of next week for Christmas uh, holidays. Now, I'll still be doing television because they only give us off Christmas Day from television, so you can still watch me in the afternoon. Uh, but going to spend some more time with my family than normal. I hope all of you are going to be able to do that as well, but I'm pretty excited to be able to surprise them. We have a, uh, they have no idea, my kids, my 12-year-old, my 10-year-old, and my 6-year-old, no idea that uh, one of their Christmas presents here is that we're going to go away as a family uh, for several days down to Orlando and go to the amusement parks. I've heard they're not as crowded as they have been in the past, We've been trying to get my kids to read the Harry Potter books, so we're going to take them to the Harry Potter land, all that stuff I'm pretty excited about, but even more excited that we've managed to keep it a secret. So, uh, what, about 45 minutes, we're going to be opening a present underneath the tree, and then I'm going to be headed to uh, the airport uh, within about 45 minutes of this show ending. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is why you will not necessarily hear me a lot next week on the show, so I want to go ahead and say... Uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I'll be on Monday. 
I'll reiterate that, but I just want to let you know what's coming uh, down the pike as it pertains to OutKick. All right, so Thursday night football, the Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. I'm like John Gruden wearing the hat, uh, the wrong hat, which was uh, kind of emblematic of the larger issues for the Raiders out there. They outchargered the Chargers down the stretch. And ultimately, I really do think this game came down to a couple of plays that neither side could make. The Raiders driving late through the interception. Then the Chargers pick it off, uh, come back down the field, miss their second late field goal. This game goes into overtime. The Raiders are set up perfectly first and goal. Touchdown is a walk-off scenario, walk-off situation. They run the ball twice. I believe I'm correct in this with Josh Jacobs. And then out of a timeout, their third and goal play call is to basically have a stack formation, roll Marcus Mariota out to the right, and they peel the fullback out. And they're somehow expecting that to be wide open. It was well covered. Even if he had caught it, he was going to be short of the goal line. Now, maybe, to be fair to Gruden, if he had caught it and they had gotten down to like the one-yard line, maybe they would have gone for the win there as opposed to kicking a field goal. Instead, they kick a field goal. The one thing you can't do then as a defensive back coming back the other way is you can't get beat deep in overtime. And what happens? The Raiders get beat deep, and as a result, their season is effectively over. Now, Marcus Mariota played fantastically well. He had the one interception, the tip ball. Otherwise, I thought he played really, really well coming off the bench not having had the game plan designed perfectly for him, ran for nearly 100 yards, threw for a touchdown, converted a bunch of fourth down plays. And if you are a Raider fan, I think presuming that Derek Carr's injury is significant enough for him to miss a couple of more games, I think if you're a Raider fan, you are really curious to see what Marcus Mariota may be able to do in this offense. And if he plays anywhere near like what he has done last night, then I think maybe there's a quarterback controversy with the Raiders. Now, Dolphins are next week. Good defense for the Dolphins. Then you play against the Broncos on the road. Two pretty good tests, I would think, for Mariota and this offense to see how well he fits in. But right now, Mariota is under contract next year for $10 million. And Derek Carr is under contract for $22 million. So what do you do going forward? I think it's an interesting question, and tens of thousands of you voted after this game when I said straight up, Raider fans, who would you rather have as your starting quarterback next year? Derek Carr for $22 million or Marcus Mariota for $10 million? And right around two-thirds of you, and it's not just Raider fans voting, obviously, but uh, NFL fans in general, right around two-thirds of people said they would rather have Marcus Mariota. So in the grand scheme of things there, I think one of the big challenges that's going on and one of the big decisions that'll have to be made for the Raiders is what do they do at the quarterback position? And what's unfortunate for the Raiders is ultimately it hasn't really been their offense that has been the issue this year. It's been their defense. But if you could get Marcus Mariota at a more competitive price then in theory you could add a couple of decent NFL defenders 
for the money that you are saving on the contract with your quarterback. Now, the question would be, can Marcus Mariota stay healthy? Because when he stayed healthy, he's played pretty well. I think it's fair to say he's the best backup in the league, right? I think he's better than Taysom Hill. I think that he is better than Andy Dalton. I can't even think of anybody that would really be in the running to be a better backup right now than Marcus Mariota. And certainly, he's being paid like that. You could argue Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston isn't technically the backup right now with the Saints, and he's certainly not being paid at a high level. I don't think you can argue that Nick Foles is a better backup right now. And so, that is the big question coming out of this game for the Raiders. Now, flip side, does this help save Anthony Lynn's job? If you are a Charger fan, do you want Anthony Lynn's job to be saved if you are a Charger fan is the second part of that. And I don't know that there's an easy answer, but the Chargers didn't look great in this game, but they've been so competitive in so many of their games. They're sitting now at five and nine. They have a very winnable game against the Broncos next week. If they win that one, they get to six and nine. And then they play against the Chiefs, and it remains to be seen whether that final game of the season will matter between the Chargers and the Chiefs. But the expectation has been that Anthony Lynn is not going to survive uh, going forward. But I'm not sure if that's true. If they didn't fire him coming out of the 45 to nothing loss against the Patriots, well, now the Chargers have back, bounced back and won two in a row and have a good chance to win three in a row against the Broncos. What if they decide that he fits well with Justin Herbert, who is going to be the offensive rookie of the year? What if they decide that it makes sense to continue to ride with him? I think it's a really intriguing question. We're going to dive into a bunch of really intriguing questions up next with Barrett Salee who is uh, cbssports.com writer about college football. Who's going to make the playoff? What's going to happen going forward? We will discuss with him. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? 
Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be It's a big weekend in college football, and uh, we are diving into a lot of those games. I just gave you my gambling picks for college football at the end of Hour 2. Going to give you my NFL Outkick 6-pack, which we are on absolute fire with, by the way. Uh, NFL picks have been on fire this year. College picks have not been on fire at all. We bring in now uh, from CBS Sports, Barrett Salee. Barrett, so many different things going on. I'm going to get to all the big games going this weekend in college football in terms of the playoff picture and everything else, but I want to start with this. Um, College football signing day. I know Mm -hmm. it used to be such an incredible holiday. Everybody out there who is a college football fan, it felt like waking up for Christmas. I know things are different this year. There weren't as many visits. We now have the early signing period, the fourth year of it, I believe, Uh, And so it's kind of diluted the impact of the overall day in February, which used to feel so uh, substantial. Did it feel not very big of a deal to you like it did to me uh, on signing day? Yeah, it kind of felt uh, kind of vanilla. And that's been the case really for the whole time, uh, to be honest with you, because the first couple of years we didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, we also have these coaching changes going on. The college football playoff is in, in normal years already set. Uh, so there's a lot going on. It, it, yet last uh, Wednesday felt really strange because, like, look, I was on the radio. I did three hours of radio on Sirius XM on Wednesday, and we talked about recruiting and signing day for 45 minutes at most, and that was because some callers wanted to know about it, and we we kind of were like, uh, we don't know, you know, it's, it, there's a whole lot more going on. We were talking about coaching changes, we were talking about the playoff rankings, all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I miss the the only the, the the one signing day 
in in February, the first Wednesday of February, because yep. you're right, it, it felt like uh, not only Christmas, but it gave fans, even the casual fan, an entire month of January to sort of catch up to where their teams are and where other teams are. And you don't get that anymore, and that, that's, that's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad in general as you as you break that down. And uh, we got a bunch to get into in this college football universe. But I've been saying for a couple weeks, I think we talked about with you, I expect that come Sunday morning, the college football playoff is going to be Alabama as the one seed. I think they're going to play against number four, Notre Dame. And I think that number two seed will be Clemson and the number three seed would be uh, Ohio State. Do you agree with me that that's the most likely one to four lineup and those are the two most likely matchups? Yes, because I do think Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame and, and Ohio State. They're going to value the win. If Ohio State beats Northwestern, they're going to value that, even though uh, you know I don't think any of us think Northwestern's all that great, but they're, they're pretty highly ranked. And the committee really does put, uh, put emphasis on where teams are in their rankings when – the, the when a game happens. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree. And then on top of that, they say they don't engineer matchups. They're not going to engineer. I mean, they're going to engineer that tennis, that, uh, that, that Notre Dame and Clemson don't play each other again. Like, there, there's no way. There'll be a third gonna, time. They don't want that. And it'll be 11 days later. Like, they don't, they're not going to. Look, and if, if Notre Dame and Clemson win semifinals and they play in the national championship game, great, awesome. But they're not going to put that in the semifinals. No way. Uh, there are a lot of big decisions to make going forward for college football. And I, Kirk Herbstreit had some interesting comments where he's like, hey, the state of college football is not as strong as I would like it to be. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that the college football playoff has magnified rather rather than minimized the overall cast system that exists in college football. In that, I mean... There may only be 20 teams that really feel like they have a legitimate chance to make the college football playoff, even if everything goes well, 25, 30 probably at the most. I believe they're going to expand the college football playoff to eight. I think that might help a little bit. Do you agree that probably the college football playoff has had less team diversity than we might have anticipated and that rather than creating a pathway to more champions, it's actually created a pathway to fewer champions? Yeah, I tend to agree. And, and yeah, this was not part of the plan. Uh, now, part of that is, is Alabama got into a role recruiting. I mean, just, just an absolute role. Uh, and then Clemson sort of did the same. So, you know, a lot of, some of that's coincidence. But, yeah, I think diversity in teams is something that they did not expect. And, uh, look, I'm vehemently anti-playoff expansion. But I do think that the narratives of we'll make the Sugar Bowl, or well, not this year because it's semifinal, but we'll make the Cotton Bowl, we'll make the Orange Bowl, um, you know, teams that are not in the playoffs chase still have a lot to play for. And, you know, from a national perspective, it, no one really cares. Like us in the mix, like in the, in the nitty-gritty, that are down in, in the college football world all the time, we care about that stuff. And we, we do. But – the, the casual fan, the NFL fan, the NBA fan, it's all about the playoff. And and so, yeah, there's the way to, to change that is to expand it because then suddenly you're going to care about a Wisconsin-Northwestern game in early November way more than you normally would, 
right? So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that would kickstart some interest. And may, and if, if the focus is going to be on the just the college football playoff and only that, then you, you need to, to, to build upon that and, and welcome that with open arms, not shy away from it, which, again, I, I'm vehemently anti-playoff. Uh, expansion. In fact, I'd like to go back to two, which incidentally, I think going back to two might accomplish the exact same thing uh, in, in a different way. Uh, but but yeah, I think there, there's an element to what you're saying that is correct. Does it feel like the college football playoff committee is basically being raked over the coals even more than most years with the reaction to Tuesday's playoff ratings? And much of it has to do with something that I know you know and that anybody out there who's played this, uh, followed this aggressively for a while knows, which is there is an ability, given there are so many different arguments, you can make pretty much any argument to put whoever you want into the playoff, right? The criteria are broad enough. And the one in particular that I think is fascinating is Notre Dame's been getting crushed for years over the fact that they don't play a conference title game. And people would say, well, there's a big difference between playing 12 games as opposed to 13. And now Ohio State is going to play six compared to (laughs) 11 from Alabama, from Florida, from Notre Dame and from Clemson, and people are like, yeah, but the eye test, it's clear they're one of the best teams. So does the number of games matter or does it not? Like it's really you can just pick and pull and choose whatever makes it easier to advance your argument. Well, yeah, and then the playoff committee, let's be honest, they, it's a power five, well, in this case, because they treat the, the Pac-12 so badly, it's a power four invitational at this point. And the thing that really bothered me uh, on Tuesday night was quite literally Gary Barta said that the reason Cincinnati dropped is that they haven't seen them play in a few weeks and then turned around and two sentences later said, well, Iowa State hadn't played in a few weeks, but we, we, we value the win over Oklahoma, and, but yet they're not going to give Louisiana credit for beating Iowa State. I mean, it's just like, and, and they're only lost being to Coastal Carolina. It, it, it was just wild the the mental and verbal gymnastics that they went through on Tuesday night and 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 you're right you can make an argument with whatever you value and the number of games has been a a curveball this year that really has almost made it impossible for them to explain why they're making te- ranking teams where they are because we all know it's a, it's a power five invitational anyway. And, and it's almost impossible for them to explain that and justify that because two of the conferences are, you know, significantly, you know, down in the totem pole of games played. I mean, it's, it's a mess. There's no doubt about it. And, look, Gary Bard is in, in an unenviable spot. I mean, it's, you cannot win going out and trying to explain these things in normal years. But this year it's impossible because there's, there's no explanation that makes total sense. There's no consistent way to, to to justify where some of these teams are ranked. Yeah, and, and, and as a result, I think the more they expand the playoff, the less significant the overall playoff committee rankings will be. But this is why I've said, you know, the BCS, the challenge that it had was getting the two best. The BCS rankings, if you were taking eight, would have been fine, right? The whole playoff charade be wouldn't have been – the committee four. wouldn't have been necessary, right? Yeah, I think you can argue that too. 
Yeah, like that, and that's the thing I've been arguing for a long time. And really, I said this when when the playoff committee announced or playoff the playoff was created when they announced it in 2012 is when they announced that it was happening. And it's like, all right, if you're not going to make the selection committee full time employees where they're loyal to their paycheck and only their paycheck coming from the college football playoff, then treat the playoff committee like you treated the Harris poll and the AP poll, where it's only a part of the equation. Because honestly, especially in a year like this, those computers are probably going to be really useful right now. So that's why I said, hey, look, uh, you know, use the BCS formula, or if you want to have a committee, uh, find a way to just split it 50-50 with with committee and computers, because... That would, that would, and, and look, the committee's going to use some of those, the committee uses those computers anyway. Like that's, they use part of it, you know, anyway. But it, it would be, I think, a lot easier if you use some variation of the BCS formula to, uh, to determine the college football playoff teams. I don't think there's any doubt about that. What happens if Florida beats Alabama? Alabama's still in, Florida's still out. Unless, unless chaos ensues elsewhere. I'm talking about Tennessee beating Texas A&M, Northwestern beating Ohio State, um, Clemson just annihilating Notre Dame. Th- those kind of things would have to happen uh, for Florida to have a chance. And that's what was so surprising about the LSU game last week, Clay, is that Dan, they basically said Dan Mullen is, was being arrogant, that's saying that that game didn't matter. And, and I'm sitting around looking at him going, does, does he understand how this works? Or is he just so much of a fan of himself and his, and his team that he's blinded by his own arrogance? And it's, it's really the latter. <laughs> I think we all know this now. Uh, so, you know, no, Florida is not, unless all hell breaks loose, Florida's not getting it. And, and it, the decision to sit Kyle Pitts, like, it, I, it, I think he, <laughs> like, it's as if he really believed. Now, I do think that he thought that his team was so much better than LSU that Kyle Pitts wasn't going to be necessary. And maybe Correct. without a couple of crazy plays that sometimes happen in college football, you know, you got the tip ball, you know, quadruple tip or whatever it was, interception, the pick six. You know, there are a couple of plays that he probably doesn't anticipate happening, which can swing, you know, 17, 20 points by themselves, really, if you think about uh, a pick six and what it does, that interception takes points off the board for Florida. But – I mean, to be in a – and I think that's what Jeremy Pruitt has to be preaching to Tennessee against Texas A&M, right? The Aggies are better than Tennessee. But if you can put Texas A&M into a situation where they start to feel the pressure, maybe they get a break. It's probably not going to be as ridiculous as the shoe getting thrown and then you end up making a 57-yard <laughs> field goal. But, you know, at least you can put your team in a position where they can see victory from – if you stay close enough within hailing distance into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think the difference, though, for Texas A&M, and this was not the case last week for Florida, uh, because if Florida had won you know, ugly last week, fine. If they beat Alabama, they'd be in. But A&M could definitely use style points, right? Like they, they yeah. could – that's the one difference is that while Florida didn't really need style points because they did control their own destiny prior to the LSU game, Texas A&M doesn't. And I think on top of that is for several weeks, Gary Barta has said that the discussion between Ohio State and Texas A&M is pretty close. So if you're Texas A&M going into the Tennessee game, you're looking at them saying, 
all right, they're down. We're not going to just kick them while, while they're down. We're going to stomp on them. We're going to throw an anvil on their head. We're going to do everything we possibly can to, to rack up style points uh, to make themselves look good. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it, I think A&M is in a spot. Like, they're in a good spot anyway, right? Because if, if, if Clemson loses again, A&M's in. I, I am 100% confident in that. Yeah. And they still have a chance to get in even if, uh, if, if Clemson and Notre Dame split, if, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, because of what Gary Barta said, that they're close together. So I would imagine that Texas A&M getting Tennessee when they get them, you couldn't have asked for a better situation. You know Auburn pretty well. I love the yeah. college coaching search. I love everything about it. The Auburn decision to buy out Gus Malzahn for $21.7 million. And then what do you think's gone on? Do you think they had somebody lined up ready to step in there and take the job? Maybe it was Oregon head coach Mario Cristobal. And then suddenly Oregon is into the title game. And so that gets thrown off. And then the longer it goes without somebody leaving, the more substantial it becomes. Or do you think they were just so ready to be done with Gus Malzahn that they just kicked him to the curb without any idea who his replacement was going to be? No, they know who his, his replacement is going to be. And, and I think a lot of what you've seen gone on uh, the last few days has been a smokescreen because, let's be honest, they sent Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator, has been one of the top you know, uh, options for a long time. Like that, That's been the name that's been thrown around, right? They threw him out there for a signing day press conference on Wednesday. Right, So if he was going to be the full-time head coach, wouldn't they have announced that before they sent him out there for a press conference and not made it as awkward as it was? I, I just think it was. So I think a lot of this is smokescreen. I think you're going to see them announce a coach, maybe not Sunday because the playoff uh, announcement is going to you know, maybe drown that out, but uh, you know, maybe Monday uh, they will. I, I do think they've had a replacement. And the one thing oh, – not one, a lot of the things that bother me about – uh, our business, but there are a lot of folks saying, "How can you uh, spend twenty-one million dollars for somebody to not coach when all these layoffs and furloughs are happening?" Right. Like, okay, you've got boosters. Like, do you not understand how this works? Like, th- this money is not coming out of the athletic department. A and then B. Last time I checked, a healthy football program actually makes jobs <laughs> in an athletic. Well, department. and and, and so, this is this is significant too. And, and there are a lot of people that don't understand how the buyouts take place, and they write the same articles every year. Also, though, like, yes, the athletic departments have been struggling, but the stock market is at record highs. Rich people have gotten much richer over the course of 2020, even though it's been a challenge for many people. So my point on this, and I said this when Will Muschamp got fired, I think it's easier now to get boosters to step up and make the payments to fire a coach because the country as a whole may not be in great economic condition, but rich people have never been better because of where the stock market is. You're right. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's a, another part of this that, that really the rebound, and, and this is not getting to politics, but a V-shaped rebound in terms of college athletics is certainly possible because of what you just very said, uh, especially if you invested in crypto and how many times have I told you to invest in crypto, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it, absolutely the, the the money that's being tossed around is is going to it, it's going to be a non-issue, especially considering 
Like, the SEC just signed a billion-dollar TV contract. Yeah. Like, short-term loss, long-term gain. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's not going to be an issue. So, uh, so yeah, it's, I, I think that there, there's certainly going to be money to, to, to justify any expense that's going on right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think – but getting back to Auburn, I, I think there are, there are a few very influential uh, boosters who most likely – you know, the foot of the bill for the buyout who are in maybe Kevin Steele's corner or, you know, having try are, are trying to, to, to put their voices, insert their voices into this. And there are more, less powerful people, but still with power that are, you know, kind of driving the bus and saying, all right, look, long term, we can't have apathy set in. Let's be really smart about this. And as a result, they've, they've keyed in on their guy. And, and I think that really what you've seen the last few days is just nothing but a smokescreen. All right, so who's left? Who do you think are legitimate contenders for the Auburn job? Kevin Steele, let's say there's a certain faction at Auburn that wants him, and then there's a lot of other people, including me, who would say, wow, that's crazy to fire Gus Malzahn, pay him $21.7 million, and then elevate his subordinate to then take over the program. That, I mean, look, it could be a good choice. I'm not trying to take a shot at Kevin Steele. I just think the method by which he would rise to the top of the heap at Auburn mm-hmm. would be crazy. Okay, so let's say he's a contender. Who else do you think is legitimately in the mix? I think Billy Napier is at Louisiana. Uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian is at, uh, you know, obviously with, with he's got other issues that he's dealing with in terms of the SEC championship game. Um, I think Hugh Freeze is out. Uh, I don't think he's out, out completely, but... Uh, you know, it, it, he's way down that list, which I think is crazy. Uh, and uh, I think there's a small element that are pushing for Lane. That's pushing for Lane Kiffin. That would be uh, which, That would be the most entertaining by far. For for our business, I mean, God, please let that happen. I <laughs> mean, please let that happen. Uh, but yeah, I think you're, you're looking at Steele. You're looking at Napier, Sarkeesian. I think there there are. Uh, the crystal ball thing, I think, is going to be over soon. Uh, if it's not over, you know, today. Um, and, and no, I, I think you're looking at those guys. I don't think there's going to be just some sort of, you know, random, you know, shock like Urban Meyer or something like that. It's not going to happen. Uh, last question for you: Any shock coming from all of these playoff games? Do you give Northwestern? Do you give Clem, uh, Clem, Notre Dame? Sorry. Do you give Florida? Do you give Tennessee? I would say, even though the Tennessee Texas A&M, obviously not a conference title game, those are the four games that are the most integral to setting forth the playoff picture. Any chances of upsets in those four? No, uh, I think if if they're Notre Dame, Clemson is probably the one where you know it's most likely. But I think uh, Clemson, they've got revenge on their mind. They're healthier defensively, and I think that's one of the things that we kind of forget. You know, because DJ Uyunglele played quarterback, and that was kind of the focus going into that game. They lost because of their defense, and their defense was beat up. And I think that's changed. So, but if there is an upset, that would be the one. But I think you're gonna, it's gonna be pretty chalky. I think I don't think you're gonna see many surprises. Good stuff as always, Barrett Salee. Enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Clay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be All right, there are a lot of people out there that are excited about the NFL OutKick six-pack. All right, we have been on fire with the OutKick six-pack. We went 40, so four and two last week, including a awful beat with Jalen Hurts fumbling late, which allowed the over to hit in the Saints game. Otherwise, we would have been five and one. We've gone 47 and 31 
so far in all of the NFL outkick six packs that we have given out over the radio. Okay. Uh, and so there's been a lot of success. There's been a lot of joy in the streets. Santa Clay hopefully is going to come to town and lead us into another week of winners. And we start with the Bills out at Denver. You heard Dr. Chow yesterday talking about all the issues that the Bills have right now. Uh, sorry, that the Broncos have in the secondary. I like the Bills minus six at Denver to cover uh, and get to 11-3, and three, further cement their status as a legitimate contender in the AFC, continue the role that they have been on of late, Unfortunately, this might hurt us in the uh, in the fantasy ranks as Josh Allen is the quarterback we're going up against in our $30,000 battle, but we've at least got Stephon Diggs, so hopefully we can cancel out some of his excellence. Uh, but I've got the Bills minus six at Denver. Here's one that's going to surprise some people. I've got Jacksonville plus 13 at the Ravens. Why, you might be asking, am I taking Jacksonville against the Ravens? Minshew mania. It seems to me that Jacksonville plays much better when Gardner Minshew is in the game. They brought him in for Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon, obviously, uh, was not effective last week against the Tennessee Titans. And for better or worse, Minshew seems to be able to get the ball moving and get around on the field better than you might anticipate. And so, I have got Jacksonville plus 13 at the Ravens. Now, the Patriots are going on the road against the Dolphins. And what have we seen happen time after time after time, even when the Patriots had Tom Brady, and even when they were really, really good Going on the road still seemed to create a major issue for the Patriots when they went down to uh, down to the uh, to, to, to the warm weather in Miami, and I think that's going to continue. They had the big storm and everything else. I've got the Patriots uh, losing here. I've got Miami minus a point and a half in this one. The Lions are on the road against the Titans. I've got the Titans winning this one with ease. You've got quarterback health issues with Matthew Stafford. The center has a broken neck. Uh, sorry, broken uh, broken throat, I think. what? Did they, how do they phrase it? Fractured throat. He's got a major issue with his voice box. He may not be able to talk. I just I can't imagine that that's going to lend itself to playing very well. The Lions are a beaten-up team. The Titans desperately need to win. Final home game of the year. I think the Titans win comfortably, much like they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got the Titans winning by 10.5 or more. Seahawks at the Washington football team. Uh, this is an intriguing game because so much of it goes into the health of the uh, of the quarterback, in particular with Alex Smith, because there's a big drop-off if suddenly you have to play with Dwayne Haskins. But ultimately, I think the under is the play. The Seahawks' defense has stepped up in a big way of late. We know how good the Washington football team defense is. I like the under 45 in this game. And then it's a Monday night football game that really no one is going to believe is going to be very good. I like the Steelers bouncing back with back-to-back losses by winning big at Cincinnati. I've got the Steelers 
minus 12 and a half. So that is the outkick six pack. Again, we're winning right now at a 60 plus percent clip. I hope we can keep that going and hope everybody has a fantastic Christmas week. What do you say, Dub, about all these picks? Let me go over them one more time. Bills minus six at Denver. Jacksonville plus 13 at the Ravens. Miami minus one and a half. The Titans minus 10 and a half. The under 45 in the Seahawks-Washington football team game. And the Steelers minus 12 and a half at Cincinnati. What say you, Dub? Well, I think my favorite play out of these six is actually the Jaguars, plus 13 against the Ravens. Nobody's going to be on that but us. Absolutely. no. Well, if you look at Jacksonville, since their week eight bye, yes, obviously they haven't won a game, but they're four and two against the spread. They lost by two to Houston, lost by four to the Packers, lost by two to Cleveland, lost by three to Minnesota. That game was in overtime. So they're competitive in a lot of these games, and I think you're right about Gardner Minshew, him coming back in to start at quarterback for the Jaguars. I think it gives him a little boost. I think he definitely is probably – I mean, he's their best quarterback on the roster, in my opinion. It's been kind of confusing to me why they've sat him. I guess they're trying to get that draft position going. But after last week, there's really no excuse that they that they shouldn't be starting him. And the Ravens, they've got COVID issues. They've got other issues. They're coming off a big back-to-back blowout wins. So I love kind of fading teams in that situation, especially when you're getting almost two touchdowns here. I think Jacksonville keeps this you know, within 10. So I'm going to bet them. So that's my favorite play of the week here. Yeah, it's interesting because the Ravens, they may not throw the ball a ton against the Jags anyway, but they certainly have wide receiver COVID issues now, which makes you think they're going to run the ball even more. Maybe there's an underplay there also. But a 13-point line is just so massive. And I like the idea of Gardner Minshew coming back in and being able to uh, to make plays. So uh, those are my six picks, your NFL outkick six-pack. I appreciate all of you. I'll be back on the show Monday. I hope you have great final holiday weekends before Christmas on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 